What's happening, guys? We just finished recording episode 8 of Bob. There is a chance I called it 7 at the beginning. That is wrong. It is episode 8. And we had our first official guest on here, Jason Barrett. And we dug into the online cryptocurrency. And then uh, things spiraled out from there just a little bit, wouldn't you say, Micah? Oh, yeah. We got into some politics, specifically <laughs> Trump. <laughs> so uh, uh, there's not, some not, disagreements not... in in our opinions on there. Uh, yeah. You know, we kept it civil, though. We, you know, no name calling, no uh, shouting, screaming, yelling, that kind of stuff. No. No, it's it's definitely worth listening to. Like I said, the first, um, if, if you're really into online cryptocurrency and stuff, that about the first, I want to say about hour or so, we really dealt with that. And then we kind of spiraled out from there. We got into video games a little bit, and then we kind of end up on politics. Probably a good last, what, 45 minutes of the show, we, we really dealt with that. Or dive yeah. into Dove. My God, I murdered that word. Which word am I looking in for there? Delved. Really doved. See, that really throw me off because it delved. delved. Why couldn't they just call dive? We really dived into it. Why did dived into Anyways, what's important is you're here listening to us, and we thank you for that. And as always, if you're not part of the conversation on Facebook, get on Facebook, and you'll find a lot of um, unnecessary posts by me on there. So it's really cool. You can check us out. Yeah. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's, let's get the people that came for it. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode 8 of Bob. I'm very excited to be joined as always with my brother Micah and today we have our first official guest Jason Barrett and we're going to be discussing cryptocurrency and its effects on the current economy and where it could be in the future. So Jason, thank you for coming back on. I know you were on here briefly before back in like episode what would have been 3 or 4 for us but unfortunately we had to you know, do away with that audio and bring it back on for some crystal clear stuff. Uh, you know, glad to be here, not a problem. Yep, and um, make it happen. Yeah, for sure. This will be a little bit tricky too. I was thinking about this having three of us with uh, no video, so the whole kind of knowing <laughs> if you hear us having to talk over each other once in a while, that's the reason why. Is that we're not gonna be able to see when the other person is going to interject or put something up there. So yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like even with right? video, it's probably gonna happen. But oh yeah, true. Just it is what it is. Everybody. You're just gonna have to put up with it. <laughs> This is how conversation works in the real world. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <clears throat> Welcome. Yeah. Nice. So to give you guys a little background on Jason, uh, him and I used to work together. Um, and so we met each other. I want to say we met, we officially met probably, I think initially about three years ago, pushing three That's years ago. That's about right. And um, back then, you had you had briefly introduced me to um, something a little bit separate. It had to do with like micro investing, I believe. I don't know if you remember that conversation or not. That was a, uh-huh. a long time ago, though. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. So, and that's one of the great things I like about cryptocurrency is it takes almost nothing to be able to invest into it. Um, I think most exchanges like the minimums around two dollars. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty low. Yep. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to fee yourself to death if you're doing that low of amount. So I don't what, what generally kind of, recommend it. What kind it, of fee do they have on there? It depends on the exchange. Um, 
Coinbase, for example, can be pretty high. I've seen them as high as like 15% altogether. Uh, Cash App's not too bad. I think they're closer to 12, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> I feel like I've heard Cash App recommend quite a bit as of late. Um, I really, I, I, that's what I've been ahead. using because, uh, like I said, Coinbase, I feel like they just uh, feed it up. And Cash App's not that bad. Like, they take like 10 cents, 20 cents out of my orders and. That's nothing. I can have it. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and just again, too, if people, if you guys are listening to this episode and you really enjoy the content and you want to have a little more information on this particular subject, Jason actually, um, he writes, I know, for one other podcast, which is the Crypto Campfire Podcast. So you can look mm -hmm. them up. And then you also have your own website. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Uh, blogcoins.com. Um, it'll be in the description. Uh, yep. And, uh, Yep, it's just a cryptocurrency blog. Um, I do review articles and how-tos, um, as well as repost some of the stuff I do for the campfire. Gotcha. So. Perfect. So, yeah, again, so going forward, if those are the two, if the, you know this is kind of your hot topic or you find you really have an interest in it, um, please, you know, look, go look Both them great. up, support yeah. them. And Both great really starting points. My site has a lot of links to other great sites. Um, the link for it's actually called Great Sites. <laughs> uh, so it's a nice jumping point to other uh, cryptocurrency-related websites that aren't as mainstream. And um, then, of course, the, uh, the Campfire podcast, they get uh, guests that range from your everyday average Joe who's never really heard about cryptocurrency to developers and uh, industry leaders in the blockchain and crypto industry. Nice. Cool. Speaking of uh, speaking of that, we did have um, we didn't get a ton of questions in, but I did I did get a couple. So if you'd like, I can get those cool. out of the way for you initially. That way, sure. if you end up talking about stuff later, um, you haven't already hit that. Um, so one of the questions that they had, and this is kind of a it's just kind of vague. So it just says, uh, how can I check the value of cryptocurrency? Seeing that when they go online, that there seems to be a sporadic different amount of uh, numbers that are given to them. So. Is there a particular way, a trusted source or website? Do you know how to answer that for them? Yeah. So, well, first off, what you need to realize is every exchange is going to be slightly different. Um, so you're never going to get an exact value, but you're going to get really, really close. Um, a couple sites you can use is one, my site actually has a coin ticker with a few of the cryptocurrencies listed on it. But um, coinmarketcap.com actually has over 5,000 cryptocurrencies listed. And they actually pull an average from um, all the exchanges and use methods to try to filter out um, exchange washing. Okay. Based, yeah. So some so, exchanges so, will wash their money to try to pad their numbers. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm brand new to cryptocurrency, right? I, I've heard about it, but you said over 5,000. Like there's that many different types of cryptocurrencies or is it like, just different yes. websites so, selling it. No, so there's over 5,000 different uh, tokens, if you will. Um, so like Bitcoin or Ethereum or Litecoin or other coins, there's a, there's over 5,000 coins just floating out there. Most of them are junk and dead, but <laughs> a lot of them are living and have goals and dreams. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Bitcoin, I think, is the pretty much the only one that I've really, like, heard about in any right. type of and mainstream way 
and they've got uh, over 62% of the market dominance right now. So they're pretty prominent. You know, right. <laughs> so they're the top dog. <laughs> well, that's kind of interesting because that kind of leads into the uh, the last question I have here, which is, which is kind wow, of a loaded two whole question. questions. Yeah, I know, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the, um, but the, the second question is, is kind of two parts. So I'll, I'll just word it the way it was written, which is um, it asked initially, what are the best websites to buy Bitcoin? Uh, using uh, websites to buy Bitcoin. I think they just meant to say, what are the best websites to buy Bitcoin? The second part of the question is, how much should I invest in cryptocurrency? So I know it's kind of a two-edged sword there. Uh, so we'll start with the how much should you invest. Uh, that's completely up to you. Never invest more than you can afford to lose. It's a highly volatile market. It could go to zero tomorrow. It's probably not going to. I don't believe it's going to, but it could. So don't invest more than you're willing to lose. Um, but uh, like we mentioned earlier, I think Cash App is probably the best to just buy Bitcoin. If you're just mm-hmm. looking for Bitcoin, Cash App. If you want to buy other tokens, um, uh, oh, frickin I can't remember. Uh, Coinbase. Coinbase is not terrible. There, I have a beef with them, but that's a, another <laughs> issue. <laughs> uh... But they're not that bad. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, you know, I think to, and then I'm sorry. I, I, did you answer all the question all the way? I think you did with the second part, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm sorry. I was just saying for a second, I was like, wait, did I interrupt him? But, um, so kind of leading into that, let's, let's take for, let's, you know, I, I would say it's fair to say that most of our listeners are where Mike is at on this as far as we've all right. heard of Bitcoin, but that's about it. So if you wouldn't mind, just let's give a little bit of the understanding as far as the history. And I know we're not going to go into all 5,000, but maybe some of the more popular ones, particularly Bitcoin, the history right. of it or what we know and you know is it sustainable we can do the top two because i think it's important uh perfect because the top two are actually very different from each other and they kind of spawn the uh basis for most of the other coins um and it will actually kind of hit on one other type of coin just because it's i I feel it's important so uh, first one bitcoin uh it is a peer-to-peer digital cash system it is designed for you to be able to send uh Bitcoin, which represents money to anybody in the world uh, in a short period of time. That's uh, the basis of it. It's uh, a distributed ledger, which means that everybody who uses Bitcoin has a copy of that ledger. And that ledger is then verified amongst uh, multiple parties. Uh, It's kind of picked at random, I think, for the most part. And once it's verified, that actually is how a um, transaction is confirmed so it's the multi-distributed ledger to make sure that everything's on the up and up and there's no double spending see that 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 all is like it's very confusing to me is how you how you have a currency that doesn't have a physical form like everything everything i mean if you think about it everything's kind of going digital now even money they don't really print that much of it anymore it's just adding zeros to the end of the bank that's true. <laughs> Still causes inflation, unfortunately, but um, it does. And that's and... the nice thing about Bitcoin is there's a finite circulating supply, which is going to be 21 million. Um, so once it's all mined, and that's how the uh, network has kind of moved forward, is through miners. They're the ones who actually uh, produce the hash rate that gives the network its speed. Um, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I lost track. Okay. So, um, 
Uh, yeah, yeah. So the max that there can ever be is 21 million, and once it hits that 21 million, the actual network fees that you put into Bitcoin, that's going to be the reward. So mining can always happen. It's always going to move the network forward, and that's kind of the whole idea behind blockchain. Okay, so I, I, I'm I'm a little bit confused on it. You said so mm-hmm. mining mining can always happen, but there's a, a finite amount. So Correct. like after after the 21 million has been mined, what like mm-hmm. what what would mining do at that point? So it will still serve the same purpose. Um, and what happens is when you transact with somebody, say you want to give me some Bitcoin or I want to give you some Bitcoin, there's a small amount of that that's paid into the network fee. And that network fee uh, essentially goes into a giant pool. And that pool is then used for the block rewards, uh, which is what the miners get once they solve the block. So instead of getting uh, Bitcoin that's never been mined, they're going to be mining Bitcoin that's already been mined. Okay. So it goes I, back into the mining pool. I guess that, that sort of makes sense. And, and mining, mining Bitcoin is, from my understanding, is uh, a computer solving... Uh, right. It's solving calculations or... Yeah, what... it's solving an encrypted algorithm. Uh, and once it figures out that algorithm, that's what actually solves the block, unlocks the reward, and then moves the chain down to the next block. So, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little like, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to keep berate, you know, braiding with questions here, but no, go for uh, it. It's good to make this part clear, I mean. you know, so, for people like, who are listening. Like it's confusing. Like some of it's confusing. Like it, it's, it really is. I would and, say it's like, very the basic, confusing. The basic person at the end of the day really needs to know that it is a way for you to be able to send money very quickly anywhere. Yeah, without and, a third party being involved right that that part that part makes sense but the part of like a com like a computer is is mining this right so like you're not physically having to do anything other than paying the electricity bill uh well that and physical upkeep uh on the machines um eventually you have to upgrade machines but yeah there's no like you're not somewhere with a pickaxe going you know at the side right. of the mountain. <laughs> right so like no. this is this isn't something that's worthwhile for like an individual to do right like it, a single computer is going to get you pretty much jack diddly squat you really need like thousands of pcs that's, doing this that's basically true if you're in it to make a lot of money um then you definitely want a lot of computers that are what you really want are what they call an ASIC miner, which is a specialized chipset meant just for mining cryptocurrency, and you want a lot of them. But if you have a higher end computer, you can mine and make a little bit. You're not gonna make much. Make like three, four bucks a month though, if you really wanted to. Wow, three, four, three, four bucks a month. Wow. <laughs> not a ton so, today, but you know, if it triples, quadruples, now that's twelve bucks a month. That's true. That's true. Every little bit counts. There'd be, yeah. there, to me, it sounds like, and I could be wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong, but it kind of sounds like there's two general paths you can take if you're just initially getting into this, which is right off the bat, if you're like myself, I want to put myself in this category, I would not have the time nor probably the intellect to go in and, and break all these different encrypted, you know, uh, what was it, right. algorithms? Right, so, so the, set up a miner, essentially. Yeah. Right, so mm-hmm. more than any, more than likely of anything, I would probably just, because you can buy crypto that's already been mined correct yep you can buy crypto from an exchange that's already either bought a lot from another exchange or mined it themselves which Um, could go up or down right you could buy when it's low because we know that crypto seems to have a little bit of uh it's one of the things that always seems to scare people or their biggest 
you know, questions. Right. Like, oh man, I checked it, you know, two months ago and it was, you know, whatever, 3,000 or, you know, I should say 3,000, 13,000. And then, you know, now it's sitting at, I don't know, I think 10,000 or somewhere in that neighborhood. Yep. Um, just over 10. <laughs> yeah. So it seems to have a little bit of a roller coaster kind of a personality, which can be great well, and also scary. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. And that brings me back to what I said before. Never invest more than you can afford to lose because it is a volatile market. But it's a brand new technology uh, when you really think about it. It's only about uh, was it almost 10 years old and it was 2009, so a little over 10. Um, uh, and it you know, takes time for these things to take off. Amazon like didn't become a multi, you know, trillion dollar or a trillion dollar company now true for like true. what 30 years yeah so amazon just takes over just taking over everything and, right and bitcoin is a, a global uh marketplace so it's it's going to take a quite a while i think for it to actually reach its full potential um but you know like like we were saying it is volatile it is i don't believe it's something that anyone should go into thinking you're going to make money tomorrow Right. Sounds like a long-term so kind of game. Right. Now, you could make, you know, 20 30%, pull your money out, and be like, woohoo! <laughs> uh, and th- no, that's, that's okay. <laughs> Some people do that. Um, but me personally, I'm, I'm in it for the long run, so most of uh, the Bitcoin that I either mine or buy, I just I hang on to. Some of it I spend. But Now, for the right. person that... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Micah. I was just going to say, like, if, 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 you're, if you're an individual that's just in it for a very short, like little spurt it goes up this month and and you sell it and make a little tiny profit that's kind of the problem with the with the market there because that that can cause a lot of fluctuation in price if you've got a whole bunch of people that dump their their bitcoin it can really decrease the price of it so it would it would suit everyone's uh i guess or it would it would be to everyone's benefit to hang on to it probably if you're if it's something you're actually going to invest into and that kind well, of well I, th- I think it's i think you're half right um it's definitely everybody's best benefit to hang on to it but i think it's also our best benefit to use it because it is a currency and you know it's meant to be used so helping to grow that marketplace is using it so i, I think it's a little bit of both of those okay personally. and then so you would rec- oh go ahead no, I'm I'm sorry. That's the second time I've interrupted you. Um, so, like, I, I know there was some websites that actually have like they'll accept Bitcoin and that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. how how else do you really spend Bitcoin? Uh, outside of websites, there are some brick and mortar shops that also accept Bitcoin. Um, there's a deli in Pontiac. Uh, just to name one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, you can also. Uh, use it to uh like send to family members who are living in another country like there's a lot of immigrants who come here and they send part of their paychecks back home um so it's a great way to kind of uh send money overseas very quickly with minimal fees especially compared to like western union that yeah takes no kidding and it's it's expensive yeah, i had a guy that sent me uh payment for i sold him a couple phones and he sent me payment through western union it I think he he sent me a hundred dollars and it cost him twelve dollars. Wow! And he's inside the United States. It's like twelve percent is in, like yeah. I feel like that's that's kind of ridiculous to literally just be like, hey, you give me this money and I will give it to this person. Like, right, that's, and that's pretty ridiculous. That's yeah, that that's crazy. And 
And like to kind of bring back to the volatility uh, aspect for those like who are worried about it, there are these things called stable coins. They're worth a, a dollar constantly. And that's kind of their purpose is to be there to convert your Bitcoin into um, a stable coin and to be able to send it off still the same way that you would Bitcoin. There is another, <clears throat> I'm sorry to interrupt here a little bit, but there isn't there another cryptocurrency that does that too, it's just dollar, it represents basically the US dollar or something along those lines, so it's always fixed? There's a few different ones. Oh, um, okay. So Tether, uh, I think there's USDT, maybe? Um, hang on, I'm, I'm looking at the list real quick. Because in that situation, Tether's you would... the big one. I was, I was saying, I thought that was the one we had talked about briefly before, because in that situation, oh, you're USD just... coin, too. Okay. Yeah. So, so on that, what happens there? So they, there's a, a... So does this mean that the U.S. government is trying to... Is that all the different countries, or just the U.S. government on those particular... No, it's a decentralized uh, system, still kind of like block... Or, excuse me, kind of like Bitcoin is, um, where there's okay. no real entity controlling it, uh, or at least there's not supposed to be. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> as far as i know uh, and the idea behind that one is the, pr the price does fluctuate but it's only a couple pennies up and down so okay. it's always within that dollar range unlike bitcoin which is today we're ten thousand dollars tomorrow might be 15 the next day seven mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it tends to take drastic jumps um which could be i mean i know it's not how you want to play the mm -hmm. game but if you bought in and you had a fair amount and then it jumps, you know, like you said, when it takes those massive jumps, you could sell out, wait for it to crash again and buy back in and keep playing that Absolutely. game. Absolutely. That's, that's still either way. It's going to be a long-term kind of game. It isn't something like you're saying that we're not selling some get-rich scheme here where it's like... Right. Hey, yeah, day know. traders get wrecked, okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> like seriously, I traded, uh, I swing traded and day traded for a little while and it, it didn't go well. <laughs> some people are good at it, okay? And, and if you're one of those people, well, God bless you. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Either way, you still got to have the money that you can lose. Even if that is what you're doing, that's, you still have to be comfortable. That's the big thing, too. Whatever it goes. Exactly. And that's why I buy small amounts. You know, I'm buying $10, $20, $25 at a time. I'm not putting five, six grand down. I'm not right. buying a whole coin or a half a coin. Or, I'm buying fractions of a coin. No, you were doing that through... <laughs> Um, you uh, name, cash, app. cash app, so cash app yep. is doing that. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Which, you know, yeah, most people have cash app already and they don't even realize it has Bitcoin on there. Mm -hmm. It's like you can buy Bitcoin and store Bitcoin and send Bitcoin what and receive think... Bitcoin. <laughs> I know we've talked about this briefly before. I keep saying like, <laughs> for those that are listening, they don't realize that perhaps, yes, we did. We did do have someone. I refer to say we've talked about this we, before. We That's have that botched, uh. Watch one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I did kind of initially ask, I said, look, if this has been around, you know, what we're talking at least 10 plus years for Bitcoin, but online or cryptocurrency has been around for a little bit longer than that, right? Or was Bitcoin the, the first one? Uh, there were digital assets before Bitcoin, but not really uh, decentralized like Bitcoin is, not using blockchain okay. technology. Um, so I there gotcha. were similar types of aspects and development and ideas and development um but uh you know blockchain kind of came out a little after and and proved to be the the big winner out of all of them 
Well, and I think part of the reason is it's decentralized. There's no there's no server somewhere holding Bitcoin. It's everybody's computer distributed. Right. That that make the network. Then that was kind of what I'm hinting at a little bit there. Do you, do you think that certain countries um, have a pushback on that, especially when we seem to let's take the U.S. for for instance? Mm-hmm. I don't think we're we're actually not the highest. Um, what is it? The ratio, like the dollar, we're not we're not leading the dollar currently. But it seems like everything is is pinned against everything is based off of the whatever the U.S. dollar is. So. Because I, I think right now, I think if Canada is higher than us, correct? Or are they still, uh, no, or they I doubt. I don't think again? Canada is, but the euro, oh. or not the euro. Um, no, it is the euro. European currency, right? Europe, yeah, the euro. Euro, euro might be. Euro has yeah. been more than the, than the U.S. dollar for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's my First point, pounds, I guess, is that. Pounds is, pounds. For, right. for Great Britain, they use pounds, I think. Uh, and, and it's been significantly higher than the U.S. dollar for a minute. But yeah, in this case, like 10, 20%. Yeah, so, uh, so I guess what I'm saying is that in this case, where the U.S. So, so let's say you receive, let's just for the fun of for easy math, you, you made a $100 <laughs> paycheck. We already know the taxes that you paid on that. We know that if you go to spend that money anywhere else, you're going to be taxed on that as well. Is there right. a tax? So if I had a hunt, let's just say for the fun of it, I had $100 worth of crypto or, or Bitcoin. Um, right. When I spend that, when I buy whatever, because um, like you said, there's a couple. I think I think Amazon actually wasn't Amazon one of the ones that just got on board with them. I don't. No? no, I don't think so. I I mean, I've... Amazon does take Bitcoin, but not in the U.S. Okay, okay that's what I was going to I've bought I've read... a lot of stuff off of Amazon, and I've never seen anything for Bitcoin. <laughs> I gotcha. They do it in more uh, unstable countries. Uh, mm. You know, a lot of countries do that where they're taking cryptocurrencies because their their currency is so freaking unstable. Um, Venezuela does that. Or well, Burger King in Venezuela does that. <laughs> so you'd rather take a Bitcoin than the uh, current currency? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, the current currency. I, I don't know if you know what the Venezuela dollar is, I but do it's not. it's negative four. Yeah, it's it's absolutely <laughs> oh ridiculous. God. Like it literally takes like a a wheelbarrow of cash to buy a <laughs> loaf of bread, and it's not even a joke. Oh my God. Like, no, their inflation is ridiculous. I think it was something like uh. It was something like 50% a day or something like that for a long time. My so, it, like, everything went sky high overnight. It was, it was absolutely ridiculous. Oh, yeah, their so, economy crashed within a week. It was it, it sucked. <laughs> so, <laughs> with, I guess, the and there's a whole story there, but before we get on right. any of that, um, <laughs> I guess my question is, would you pay, so let's just take it easy. We'll talk about that place here in Pontiac, the deli shop. When you spend yeah. your Bitcoin there, do you still pay the same kind of tax you would as if you were spending it anywhere else? Is there a percentage, yes. you know, is there kind of a tax that way or no? Yeah, sales tax is still sales tax. So anything that you okay. sell uh, for, um, uh, you know, U.S. dollar value is uh, taxed on that value. So if you sell something for $15, uh, the consumer has to pay 15% sales tax of $15. Now, if they pay it in Bitcoin, then it's just 15% more Bitcoin. Or you know, ours is six percent, so six percent. But you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, if you okay, I guess my another question then. Let's just say I'm the person who's interested. You know, I'm, I'm listening into this episode, and I say, hey, this is kind of an interest to me. I think I want to pursue this a little more, and I actually want to mine some of it myself. So maybe I I buy some initially off of Cash App, and mm-hmm. I have that stored away, and then I'm going to start mining. When I mine 
this Bitcoin, let's just say even if it's at a, a rate of a dollar a month, are you okay. taxed on that as well when it's in the system that way without it being spent? Is there a tax system in place for that? Or is it just kind of freely sitting I, there? So I that part always confused me a little. believe so. Um, now, I'm a little unsure on this, but the way that I think it works is if you mine it, and you don't transfer it anywhere. It just sits on a wallet that it's already been mined into. It's not considered a trade or a transfer or spent. So there's no tax on it until it gets transferred and thus a gain is realized. Um, that's how I understand it. You might want to talk to a tax expert if you're un still unclear about it. If you're yeah. making a dollar a month, I really wouldn't worry about it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, think, that's me. <laughs> I think to claim anything on taxes has, to, and I could be wrong on this too, but I think it's you have to make more than five hundred in a year. Uh, yeah, it's more like the first five hundred dollars yeah. you don't have to claim. <clears throat> According to Google, it says uh, that Bitcoin uh, mined Bitcoin must be valued as income at a fair market value the day it's mined. Once the Bitcoin <laughs> okay. is mined, you have paid income tax. Okay, so oh, that makes so sense. it already calculates it, it in. Yeah, okay, so you, you you get to keep it, but minus your text. Mm. <laughs> Man, dude, it, it, so there's just nowhere that taxes little dirty claws do not stretch. I mean, seriously. No, there's really not. <laughs> Uncle Sam wants every dime he can get. And yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is why I, I deal with small amounts, though, too, is because I don't have to worry about the tax man yet. Next year's probably yeah. going to be a different story. But <laughs> yeah, that's – I see. Yeah, it, I, to it, me – Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Micah. No, I was going to say, you can't store too much away because otherwise then you have all sorts of you know, wealth taxes and all those kind of things. And they they just get to the point of they tax right. a single dollar 15,000 times. Mm -hmm. You yeah, end that's... up with three cents left of the dollar. It's kind of, I mean, obviously it really... yeah, it's probably a little extra exaggerate, but no, it's, it's not. darn close. No? It's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, it is, it is ridiculous. And a lot of the laws, too, right now are kind of unclear. Like, it's nice that we kind of know about mining now. Thank That's good Google work. Um, but, um, but at least as far as, like, what you gain on it and when you realize it and when you spend it, um, like, a lot of that's still kind of unclear and really should be looked at by, you know, a tax expert if that's something you're worried about, if you're using large amounts of it. Because, um, you know, like we said, if you're using, like, two three hundred dollars four hundred dollars it's probably not going to matter Uncle sam yeah. really doesn't care <laughs> well i guess what's weird to me is that with this being around and not that this is an immense amount of time it's been around but at least 10 years so it's it's not crashed overnight you know it didn't blow up and then just completely dip back out even though it has been a little bit of a roller coaster ride with Bitcoin right they thought it was going to <laughs> yeah um but there there does seem to be two parts to this. There seems to be a lack of general information and education on the subject. That's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here and then and direct people yes. to your, um, your Well, with being decentralized, there's no uh, entity that owns Bitcoin. Now, you can go to Bitcoin.org also and learn more about Bitcoin. Um, do not go to Bitcoin.com, though. Different site. Uh, that's Bitcoin Cash's site, and they like to market themselves as Bitcoin. And yeah, just just stay away if you can. <laughs> I, I feel like I just learned that um, a couple of weeks ago, and it, and it could have been wrong. I'll run this by you guys and see if you've ever heard this before. Someone was telling me that anytime anything ends in .com, that means somebody owns it and can market or wants to market and sell to you. When it's .org, 
that's just a information or personal website that's not directly related to sales separate from that person. Have you guys ever heard of that before? Uh, that's typically true, but most domain names, unless they're .gov, aren't really regulated that well. So, I got gotcha. um, So you could have a .org and you know do whatever you want on it for the most part. Yeah, I just. Um, I mean, I feel like as a kid. But yeah, that is out, that is fairly true. Yeah. See, I, I don't know how I didn't because as a kid, you, you you like when the internet was still relatively ish new when right. we were you know what twelve, fifteen, or whatever, somewhere in there, maybe ten, fifteen, and. You would hear the .org and the .com, and I, I, I just I knew they were separate, but I never knew the reason as to why. And that kind of makes sense because now, ever since I've heard that and paid attention, what I've noticed is that I so rarely, if ever, on the main big platforms like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, which, I mean, obviously Facebook bought out Instagram, I think, and Snapchat, or I know for sure a fact, Instagram. I don't know about Snapchat. Yeah, but definitely Instagram. Um, but anyways... All the websites that run through there, any links, all end in .com. It's so rare to find one ever since that came to my attention that I see that says .org. And I, don't know, I just was a random piece of information that no, that's I just actually why I pushed. Heard. That's why I actually uh, went with my website's name uh, because I didn't want to have a hyphen in there and I didn't want to be a .net or a .org or a .something else. So gotcha. like finding a .com that didn't cost uh, 1200 bucks. <laughs> That's why I have the Z at the end instead of the S. It's cheaper. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> well, I guess, too, um, just as a – it's kind of a not you know completely dumb, but in, in somewhat summing this all up, if there were – you know, beginning to end on this, if there were three things you could really kind of convey to a listener that's it's interested in all this or has concerns, what would you say those three things are? Um, it's a borderless peer-to-peer cash, digital cash system. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing that you can't hit hard, you know, home enough. Uh, you know, you're able to send it anywhere just like you could cash, uh, but quicker and cheaper. Um, it's decentralized, which means there's no central entity that owns Bitcoin. Uh, and there's no central entity that decides what Bitcoin does. Uh, it's, you know, voted on by the entire mining community. Uh, and it is volatile. So don't invest more than you're willing to lose because it could go up. It could go down. Um, I strongly believe in the long run, it's going to be worth more than it is today, but it's a risk. So don't invest more than you can afford to lose. That's probably the biggest three things I can hit on. (laughs) Yeah. Now, one interesting thing that you did mention uh-huh. that I wouldn't mind asking uh, just a bit more about is you said it's it's voted on by the mining community. So are you part of the mining community just because you owned or bought Bitcoin or how does that actually work um, out? No, you actually have to have a miner online. Um, from the way that I understand it, I've never been able to vote because I don't have I'm part of um, uh, a mining pool. So the pool kind of gets to vote from the okay. way that I understand it. And it's, it's just like open source code. So like with open source code, everybody that uses the code is able to vote on changes that are made in the network. Um, and with, the same is true with Bitcoin. Any changes that want to be made to uh, Bitcoin have to be approved by uh, all the people who are mining it. Because they're gotcha. the ones putting in the, the resources to move the network forward. So one other thing that might be good to cover then is there is, and I could be wrong on this, but there's a difference you were saying between a token and the currency itself. So if you are just going out and say Cash App and mm-hmm. you maybe don't go directly to Bitcoin, 
with some of the other ones there there's like a little bit of a difference you were saying i guess could you explain that a little more yeah well so cash app only has bitcoin so you don't really got to worry about what cash oh, okay app. okay um, but um yeah so some of the uh the coins that you see like they're not um they're not like on their own chain so to speak uh they use a third party chain they're they're created on a lot of them are created on ethereum a lot of them are created on tron and they're basically tokens that represent uh, either value for whatever project they're trying to accomplish. Some of them um, use it as a reward system. Uh, some of them use it as like uh, digital tokens representing game pieces or that kind of thing. Like, there's a lot of different uses for them. We could go all day on that. But um, yeah, so there's only so many different uh, separate chains. And then there's a lot of tokens that actually reside on the same type of chain. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, it kind of gets a little further into it. Yeah, and that's more at the technical end, I guess. Like I said, it, right? Because I know that there we have, <clears throat> excuse me, um, two listeners in particular that are, you know, one is they actually write code and program, and then the other one is just oh, awesome. really into electronics and stuff. So I know they were kind of excited for this upcoming. Episode. Well, if you write Python, um, you can get into crypto. <laughs> I know a lot of crypto is written in Python. So I, and that is the interesting thing about people that learn to write code, and it's finally something that's being taught a little more often, obviously, which is good. But the whole idea that – so if it was encrypted, whenever it was created, and someone just decided, you know, the cap's going to be 21 – you said what, 21 million? Yeah, for Bitcoin. <laughs> okay. So they decided this cap is $21 million. Was everything encrypted from the start, or was there any starting point where they're like, all right, we're going to encrypt you know, $20 million of it, but we're going to divide up this $1 million among a bunch of people? Or how did, how did that beginning process even start, if you know, or if anybody um, knows? So knows. I, no, I, I do kind of know a little bit of it, because a little bit of the history is uh, documented. Um, early on, there were uh, some test tokens created, and those test tokens are in the same type of wallet that Bitcoin is in. And those tech t test tokens that are from the first block, it's called the Genesis block, the Genesis tokens, are mm -hmm. actually technically unspendable. So because they were test, um, mm. they're just kind of dead tokens. But okay. I do believe, uh, if I remember correctly, either Satoshi or his team um, mined a bunch of it or gave himself a bunch of it. I'm not quite clear on that. Uh, and there's like 10 million or billion or something just sitting around in a, in a wallet untouched. Yeah. How did that process even happen? If Okay. So in the beginning, because we should have it on this too. This is something we were actually talking about briefly right. before we got started here. <laughs> so the name, what was the name of the guy that, or, or multiple people that started Bitcoin? What was his name? So Satoshi Nakamoto is the one who created Bitcoin and nobody knows who this is. So it could be. A single person, uh, you know, male or female, or a group of people. Um, a lot of people, like myself, prefer the group of people story because yeah, it, it makes just makes more sense. sense. A lot of people yeah. working on a project, um, and unfortunately, like the couple of people that we know for sure have ties to Satoshi have uh, since passed. So, hmm. one yeah. uh, one person had Lou Gehrig's. Um, I'm not sure about. Oh. I think there was one other person. Yeah, yeah that's how the... finny. 
That is the weird thing is that so this person created this out of nowhere basically one day I guess is my I guess what confuses right, me is so developed it and right and so he developed so here's what's crazy it just for somebody who has like not a great understanding of all this is he basically was <laughs> like I'm gonna make a new currency and boom boom here's how it's set up here's how you'll earn it I'm gonna encrypt it and all this stuff and mm-hmm. then gave part of it to himself like how did that you know like i guess he just basically made money and was like here you go here's my right. million whatever to start with or <laughs> divided amongst his team or however you want to word it that part kind of throws me off i guess he just literally create wealth right and that's <laughs> kind of how i'm a little bit unclear of if they he might have they might have mined it because mining in the early days you literally got a couple bitcoin per block that you solved now it's uh, I'm not oh, exactly wow. sure the number, but it's a couple. Um, yeah, so you you get a lot, and now you don't, you barely get any <laughs> in comparison. I gotcha. So, I think he was just able to mine up a bunch, and there are tokens out there where uh, they do pre-mine some, and they hold on to it, and they release it back into the environment um, sporadically to kind of try to keep it the economy stable. But no. you know, Bitcoin doesn't do that. No, this guy. What is it to, um, man, you just said his name, and I'm going to murder it again. Satoshi. Satoshi? Mm-hmm. So um, he's never written a book or they or however you want to word it. Like nothing else? He just They just he, know he's the creator? No, he – well, he wrote the uh, Bitcoin white paper. He was also uh, on a popular tech blog. I'm sorry. I don't know the name of the blog. Um, no worries. <laughs> every other crypto guy out there is going to kill me for that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> There's some so guy listening pretty popular, listen here. Uh, right? He's on this blog, you fucker. Um, so, so he was part of a blog. You kind of like uh, Reddit, but way before Reddit, and uh, okay. would post a lot and with the ideas and bounce ideas off people. And and then he just stopped posting one day. And he's never and been nope. caught on camera, or they? Well, nobody knows who this person or they ever are. The secrecy has just been airtight. Time um, traveler. That's my. That's could my. Be, yeah. That's could, my be, <laughs> could be, man. Could be. Someone was like, "The economy's gonna crash. The only thing that's gonna get us through yeah. it is this created online currency that I just." That's why most people think that the developers are probably dead, um, and it, because it just makes sense. Anyone who would have created something like this, ego would have taken over eventually. Yeah. Yeah, Although some point. people have also come out and claimed they're Satoshi, and there are people who believe them, and who knows, maybe. But at all the evidence so far points to no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, whether you are afraid of this thing or whether you're curious about it, um, I don't see it going anywhere um, anytime soon. I know the, you get reports both ways. People say it's going to it's gonna blow up and take everything over, and then you get other people say it's, it's going to crash tomorrow. So there seems right. to be a lot of... Yeah, I don't think answers. it's going to crash, and I don't think it's going to take over everything soon. I think in no. the long, long run it will. Uh, I think it just makes sense that everything's going to go digital. Uh, but I think we are decades away from that. And, you know, there are a lot of people who disagree with me on that, too, but I'm a lot more conservative on my timeline. Yeah. Well, I, you see, that's the other part of my thing. And, again, I'm not trying to get all, like, conspiracy theory here, but the <laughs> I, I just cannot see the um, – uh, Micah, forgive me. What's their name of the who runs basically the U.S. dollar? I don't. I want to use the term the federal government, Fed, but I feel like yeah, it is the Fed. Federal Reserve. Reserve. Yeah. I just don't see them like giving up overnight. Just I, those guys killing have, over. 
those no, guys have no, they killed There's people and countries. I, yeah, I think. To I, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think they've killed people. Like they've mm. they've killed tons <laughs> of people. Like <laughs> oh, whole okay, country worth okay, probably. Say, they, yes, I don't. Right, see well, it. The, the the hope is that because you can't really you can't really ban Bitcoin. Like not not on a technical sense like it, it's it's if you have internet you can use bitcoin so like you can't really get rid of it um so what maximalists are hoping for is that it just naturally takes over and there's nothing the u.s government could do about it except adapt right. their laws to include bitcoin or cryptocurrency in general yeah because i, I wouldn't say there's like this really super active anti-bitcoin campaigner at all but there's there's nothing out there that's promoting it in a positive light i'll always say that it is is not necessarily a ton no of not not beyond um but... right yeah not beyond like uh just you know crypto enthusiasts like myself who are out there Correct. trying to promote it and uh bring people to try to understand it a little bit better um because it is it's a you know like we were saying earlier there's a lot in this subject matter uh you know, mm -hmm. I spent months before I got comfortable enough to even start writing about it a little bit. And I spent probably a good six to eight weeks before I even attempted to get any Bitcoin. Um, yeah. And which there are lots of ways to get little bits of Bitcoin, too, if you just, like, want to have some. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like I said, though, it's... Again, I'm not saying that there's a, a for sure campaign running against it, but I, I don't think there's anything. Most of the information that seems to come out about online cryptocurrency is always in a negative right. light. I don't ever really see it in a super positive light, like you said, unless you see somebody who's currently just writing mm -hmm. something on their own, like yourself. Um, mm -hmm. And that's a, that's really about it. I but, Even when you go to look up something online, majority well, actually, of what comes well, up so is there negative. is there is one person who has been... Well, two people, really. Elon Musk has been uh, a pretty good advocate for uh, cryptocurrency. <laughs> and uh, and presidential candidate John McAfee. <laughs> He's oh. as much of a jokester as he John is. McAfee. <laughs> yeah, He's you know, presidential candidate? Is yeah, he's multi... running for the Liberta Libertarian Party. But he's mm. not even allowed in the country. Well, he's allowed in the country, but he's wanted his... <laughs> figure that one out <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's you know what cracks me up about that every year that happens when when i shouldn't say every year but when when the big campaigns happen right and all these people are running there's always those couple that are running that no one gives any attention to and i can never tell and i have my own opinions about this so i'll see what maybe you guys think but <laughs> i can never tell if it's just that they are organically being worked out or systematically be, through their parties being worked out of you know the debates or getting well i think it depends attention. on what party you're talking about because i think the democratic party specifically chooses who they want i don't i don't think they well, let they anything that happen in, they proved that in 2016 i mean yeah. Yeah. i don't think they let <laughs> anything on. happen organically um I, and I, I i'm i i wasn't into politics long enough to really know whether or not the republican party does the same i'm sure there's some type of i believe they do. rigging well, that they do no but... they do they're just they're just sneakier about it so they'll uh they gerrymander you know, they draw their mm -hmm. districts all funky so that they can get the maximum amount of votes for the types of voters that they can. And they've historically done this where you're right, where the DNC, on the other hand, doesn't give a fuck. They'll put whoever they want yeah. up, whether they're going to win or not. And that's what True. happened in 16. 
and that's why we have Trump. <laughs> I think too what's what's interesting is I don't know if either one of you guys have ever heard of um I guess the one of them that I'm well, one candidate that I'm specifically referring to is Tulsi Gabbard. So I don't know if you guys uh, have ever heard anything about her or seen her before. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I Sorry, C-SPAN during the vote. <laughs> right. Yeah, if you're talking about online media, or I'm sorry, if you're talking about major television network, there's next to nothing. It's it's very rare, right? And oh, they black her out. Like, she's for on sure. media blackout. <laughs> I don't under... And, and it's so... It's weird to me only because, and this is where I think, and, and I've, I've hit on this so many times before, even though this is an uncomfortable topic for most people, is that you get extremists on the right and the left, and that's all the media wants to focus on. And well, we... And the, yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. She's uh, she is closer to a conservative than she is a Democrat, and Democrats know it, so they want to keep her quiet, even though she's on their side. <laughs> and even though what she says makes to me again, it, you there's only a couple times you can find it, but if you go, there's, she's been on a couple different. Again, I'm promoting podcasts. Sorry, I just think this is the best way for you to get accurate information anymore. Even though people get mad at me saying that, that is the when you go have people get mad at you. Let me rewrite this. The right. Oh, I can't talk about it here right now. The the right <laughs> podcast. Okay, I'll say that. At least look up the information they're saying. But if their information they're talking about is checking out, who cares if it's some guy in his basement or a group of friends in their garage? Well, if and, that information you know, checks out, then this who comes cares? back to the same thing. With this kind of goes back to Bitcoin too. Another point I wanted to hit on: do your own research. Like you always have to do your own research. You can't mm-hmm. just be trusting one source to be. Uh, the know-all be-all for your information. If you're doing that, you're a sheep, and you're going to lose, like, every time. <laughs> yeah. And it's such a dangerous game nowadays because it's so easy through online to get information or through the, right. you know, it's all being connected that way. But it's easier, mentally easier, for us to be lazy and just accept whatever was shown to us or talked about or a person said they did this, so there it is, without, like you said, going and doing that footwork and that little bit of time that's going to take to excuse me, accurately find out if that information is correct. Well, like I said, once I find out the information is correct, I could give two craps about where it comes from, personally. I don't care if it's some old guy in a rocking chair in his garage. I I just don't care if it's right. The truth is the truth. And the other thing is, too, like, people need to go back and reread things. Uh, And what I mean is media is so quick to push out information that we don't get a chance to know the full story before we've already made a judgment. So Mm -hmm. we we already have an opinion before we don't even know what's going on. So you need to go back to an article like three days after it's come out, check all the updates so you can get the full story. And that's, I think, where a lot of our misconceptions with, uh, you know, the, the fake news, it's not so much fake, it's just rushed. Yeah, that's... yeah, but at the same time, I mean, you you also have to consider that that's that's pretty. Uh, uh, well, how do you say? It, don't get me wrong; it's still not right. Yeah, like, it's it's like it's the it's grown into the need to be first, not the need to be right, and the, like yeah. that's fucked up. It shouldn't be. Like, it, yeah, it definitely I... shouldn't be. But it's okay. also our responsibility to make sure that we're getting the right information. That's yeah, but true, you... but you should be able to trust. Right. You know, the the that's what I was going to say. News Shame media. On them. You, you yeah. shouldn't have to question – I mean, obviously, in my opinion, you should question everything you hear. You should you – should, yeah. like you said, you should do your own research into it. But for a majority of people, they don't want to do that. They don't want to put the time in to, to do the research. So they – whether they watch CNN, Fox News, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they kind of get that one-line story, and then they that they just run with that. They don't really – they don't go with any of their own research. They just go with what they've been told. 
and then when you have stuff with with any news media they get something wrong and then they they print a retraction for it or something but they don't they don't typically go back on tv and talk about how they were wrong about it so that that's where i think i think there's an issue yeah it's it's gotta have to it's gotta be ridiculously (laughs) huge for that to happen but yeah Yeah, because jason and i have talked about this before this whole rush to be you know this is funny i know i'm bringing her back up again but if you want to listen to a great episode of tulsi gabbard go on the joe rogan podcast look it up i don't remember the episode off the top of my head but she went on there with him and and talked and i think two different ones she did one with um another gentleman as well but point being she gave kind of coming again because she came from the military that kind of a background of assessing the situation and like you said with the the way the mainstream news media works nowadays is there is no need to be correct it's just the need to be first and that that's upsetting because I, i don't think that's by accident i really truly think that's by by design um, we didn't even get to hit on this, Micah, last time we did our episode. Do you remember when we did our episode last time, everybody's um, everybody's news feed was filled up with the brooms? Remember everybody standing their brooms up? You guys oh, remember seeing this? Feet. No. Yeah. I, I don't. You didn't see this? No. I, I saw it, but I didn't understand it. I'm like, okay. why are we all fucking with our brooms? Oh, right. It was only on Facebook. Like, no, Correct. Like, I'm on a lot of social media platforms, and nobody else is doing this. So, so everybody on Facebook, you're, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is where I think that, again, going back to kind of the core of our, our show being the human manipulation and deception and things of that nature, is that they – they really do put out tests just to see how the populace reacts. And they put up this news article. Well, somebody made a meme and it started spreading like wildfire saying that NASA says the Earth is perfectly aligned on its axis and that you can currently balance a broom no matter where you're at on your living room. So it even says in there, no matter where you're at. Well, shouldn't right. it mean if we're round ball that, <laughs> like, go to the part? I mean, anyways. Um, yeah, so a bunch of people start balancing their broom, which we did ourselves, too, just for the fun of it. But even, like, I told Christine, I was like, I'm pretty sure we used to do this when I worked at Papa John's, like, years ago. Like, yeah, I don't remember. I mean, it's <laughs> some new thing. It really depends on the broom, like, you know, how wide the broom is, how sturdy the, you know, bristles are. And, like, there's tons of reasons why a broom is going to stand oh, yeah. up on its own. Correct. So more flat. Um, right. You know, there's a lot of variables but here. I guess my point being... They put out this stuff just to see how many people absolutely buy it without even in in again, like you said, how you could see how it's only on one media outlet. I'm sorry, um, social media platform. It's it's just that idea of I really, really think between the way the news is given to us, the way different TV shows and stuff are ran, without us really again, this is where there's no way to say this without sounding like some crazy tinfoil conspiracy theory guy, but there is this slow kind of programming to make people less educated like mike and i talked about last episode as a whole we are so much farther as a as a human you know human race and society but it's not because of the work of the many it's really because of the the work of a few giants whose shoulders we all stand upon i mean not every single day are we making massive breakthroughs you and i i'm not taking anything away from us i'm just saying that they're, even though we are making these massive advances, it's so weird because we're so we're the you know the best we've ever been. But then in some areas, it feels like we're taking these giant leaps backwards as a whole, though. So it's weird to me that well, we're, we're in a weird adjustment period too. Because we're going through uh, not uh, uh, we're going through a new social area era. Excuse me, where 
we're figuring out what's socially acceptable in this day and age. We're also going through a new economic era where we're figuring out uh, how money actually works and how we want it to work in the future. And we're also uh, going through a new technology area just in general mm-hmm. where things are advancing so fast that like, you know, the smartphone we have five years ago is way different than the smartphone we have today. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just adjusting to all that, I think. Yeah, but I mean, is, is even even with that, it, the smartphone you bought six months ago is different from the oh, smartphone yeah. you could buy today. Well, like, no kidding. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Did you guys see phones. the the flip phone that Samsung just put out? Yeah, no. it actually looks. Sweet. It, yeah, it actually looks. Got... It actually looks amazing. Like it that folds out into fold? like a full size phone, but it's it like folds into where it, like I don't know it's. I never thought like I never the thought Galaxy they'd go back to the Which which so, Galaxy? The the Galaxy Fold, the one that they uh, came out with about 5 or 6 months ago that the screen cracked and they kind of they kind of never really launched fully. Um, <laughs> this new phone looks like the one that it, that was supposed to be that one, but actually is looks right. <laughs> does it look like an old person's wet dream? Like, is it? No, like, it no. It actually it, it a... looks like a it looks like a regular phone. It just folds. It looks hmm. like the old, um, you know, those old razors. It kind of oh. looks like that, except it's a, it's a it's got a full smart screen when you unfold it. It, nice. it looks sweet. Man, you were you were a cool dude back in the day. You were a cool person, period. If you had a razor phone, you whipped that. Oh, bad I know, boy right? Out. You had a razor, dude, look you out. were cool. <laughs> or, or, my wife and I were talking about this the other day. You had one of those slide up phones that had the full keyboard. Oh, oh my you gosh. were you must have been a rich kid or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's I remember it, when know, I got one of those, I felt so cool. <laughs> you know what blows my mind? So you, you have a son as well, right? He's I think just over yeah. three or wait, no. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he's coming up on four, right? So um, for us, even though they're kind of living in an era where they have it, there is no way that we're ever, ever going to be able to relay to them in a a manner that makes sense the same way our parents could with them or with us as far as their technology. But the whole idea that you could not be on the phone and the Internet at the same time, that was going to make zero sense. I mean, even for myself, sometimes I think back on it. And I'm like, holy crap, I lived through that. I forgot about well, dial-up. I, I, and... That reminds me of this meme I saw. I'm sure everybody's seen it already. <laughs> Where uh, the kid has Siri to play some music, and the dad's like, you know, in my day, we had to call the radio station, ask, <laughs> ask them to, to play a song for us, wait 30 minutes, sitting there with a tape deck ready to record. Dad, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Speak English. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. I remember calling our local, uh, our little radio station we had there, and we would. Oh, yeah, that's I've how we it. recorded them. From the black market back then. That's how we did it. <laughs> that's right. That was pirating oh, back in the day. <laughs> remember the pirating is stealing ads that used to be on like every oh, yeah. VHS? Pirating yep. is stealing. And it'd be like heavy metal music for whatever reason. <laughs> Like well, you do the same thing music. with movies too. You'd, you'd stick yours in the VCR, and you'd have to wait for the commercials and pause it, mm. and then record again. And if you're lucky, you got a good movie. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, um, we did that a lot. We did that a lot. We, we we had we had to have had what like nine hours of the Three Stooges when they went on oh, that marathon. Yeah. Oh, nice. Like the, yeah, it was <laughs> Back ridiculous. When it was, um, whatever the cable channel was, I think it was channel fifty or fifty one. I think it was fifty. And for whatever reason, they announced like right around ninety nine or two thousand one, somewhere somewhere in there, 
that they was going to be like they were going to air every single Three Stooges episode from back in the day, but this was going to be the last time. Like they weren't going to play it on their their show That's anymore. Awesome. And so yeah, my mom and dad went out and bought all these blink VHS, <laughs> and we recorded like he said nine probably, and there was like three hours in each one. Right, which gets pretty oh, monotonous. Damn. Even as a kid, you like you can watch a little bit, but I mean, that's, the that's Stooges are within reason. <laughs> Right, that's that's a lot. <laughs> and now we all have DVRs, so they just kind of went, "Fuck it, you can do it anyway." Correct. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we like, don't even care with, anymore. <laughs> even with DVD, like I remember when we switched over to that, and we were like, "This is amazing. This is like, this is the future." And now right? we seem to be taking this weird, again. I don't know if you feel like we, in some weird way, almost feel lost as to who we are, in in some ways, because I feel like we're reaching back a lot. They just had, I think it was this past year here, where vinyl outsold CDs for the first time, and I can't remember how long. But this, there's this that. weird kind of reaching back to who and what we were. And that, well, they might have outsold CDs, but think think about think about how many people actually use CDs now. Yeah, but like, I don't know. When, 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 was, when was the last time you saw a CD player that wasn't in a car? Mm, yeah. 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 Besides, yeah, exactly. Like, I have. like have Other you than what, a gaming system now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what it. was what was the last CD you went to the store and purchased? Uh, I can tell yeah. you the last one I remember purchasing, but I don't know if it's really the last one I actually what was purchased. it. <laughs> it was in uh, 2006 on uh, it was six six oh six. It was AFI's December Underground. <laughs> so like i mean that that's kind of a perfect example though is like it was the day i remember it because it was the day it came out it was like the lead singer's grandmother's birthday or some shit and it was 666 nice day to have it come out <laughs> um, <laughs> but i mean that's i mean that's probably why because you you have more people that if you're if you're gonna go out and buy something that doesn't you know you can't just stream to your phone uh you you know you might be more nostalgic about it and you want vinyl and, and they kind of had a big right. pushback on that yeah because i know a that lot they... of companies started selling vinyl again mm-hmm. so yeah because our cousin or our cousin my goodness our brother-in-law devin he has a lot of vinyl and um has i think at least one maybe two different players now or the the setups there they're really sweet they have like bluetooth built into them now too so you can also stream your phone through them so i mean they're they're definitely updated and they look really sweet but they have that whole nostalgic kind of feel to them put you get that warm uh that warm monotone sound or feel Mm -hmm. out of them too even though um that you know just digital just doesn't have and a lot of people miss that and that kind of goes back to like you're saying it's all nostalgia uh I guess people just like putting a needle down on a record. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh man! But, but is... yeah, that—that's the only reason I think something like vinyl would outsell CDs is just because yeah. so many people they—you don't need a CD anymore. You can, if, a lot of even them if you too are, are for like the art. Like I have a picture disc. Like it's got, it literally has art on the vinyl uh, itself. So like I think mm. there's a, a lot of people buying them for that reason. Like they're displaying them maybe. That could but be. I could it be could wrong. Be. I think be a lot of you guys are listening to your vinyl. Cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. Hey, I'm not knocking it. You know, like I said, it's just, it's just kind of fun to see the transition because I remember our dad had some of the, um, the what was, oh man, I should know this. The like the V, not the V8. It was the. Uh, oh, the eight tracks. Thank you, eight tracks. I knew it was some eight. I was like, why is V8 coming to mind? Okay, yeah. yeah. He had his eight tracks, 
And I remember hearing those a little bit. Then obviously we grew up on cassette tapes and then we had mm-hmm. CDs were the, the main thing that we had growing up. So to go from all those different steps and then all of a sudden to kind of like flip back and make this <laughs> reach back right? a little bit is, is a little strange. But yeah, that's true. But I don't, I don't think you're ever you're not going to see the cassette tape or the eight track no. come back anytime soon. Um, <laughs> no, you know, so like I think I but think the vinyl, the, the vinyl the vinyl is something that it still again. sounds good, and it 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 gives you a different kind of atmosphere than than just playing it through your phone. So yeah, that's, I think that's kind of why it, why that's something that could come back. But all that other, all those other things, they're, they're just like the audio on it is so god awful that you just like you want to plug your ears when you listen to it. And it's <laughs> especially on today's speakers because I mean speakers back then weren't as good, so you didn't mm-hmm. hear all of the flaws that you hear now. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's that kind of true. the same th- same thing with like video game consoles. I don't remember playstation one being that bad like i played the crap out of it and i thought that (laughs) the graphics were pretty good and then we went we went to ps2 i was like wow these are really good graphics that was the one we played the most then you go yeah and you go back to ps2 now though and it's like good god it's like 8-bit up in here and it's uh, like (laughs) literally stick figures walking across the screen and I just I don't, I don't understand how like how your mind like like perceived it then versus now like what what what, what changed I mean I understand like we're used to seeing well I you think know, the almost HD TV coming into place that's that was a lot the of it when so, I went from the box TV it was still somewhat clear and then I switched over to my HD and I was like oh my god this is no, that actually is a lot of it you're you're actually right on the money because it's the resolution of the TV versus the resolution of the uh, the gaming system. So when you're scaling up like that, it just looks worse. Yeah, that's true. But that's that's really comes down to like the resolution, not necessarily the actual graphics of the game. That's what would happen even on like the Madden 2010 or 12 that I had playing it on the the big box screen I had when I moved out was, you know, it looked pretty decent and it looked fine. The minute I switched over to the HD one, it it just looked blurry. It didn't it did not look the same at all it was hard it was so much so that i couldn't i could not do it i had to i had to play it on the box the square box i couldn't even play it on the hd i will say this games. about gaming though i or ps2 and in all that era i don't know and correct me if i'm wrong i don't know how much you game yourself jason but i, I don't get an immense amount of time to game but it, i don't anymore <laughs> yeah i so this could partially just be an impartial view since i don't game as much anymore but i truly believe that the storylines and the game quality that came out with the whole say 2000 to 2000 time those 2000 to 2010 i feel like those games had way better storylines than from say 2000 for sure 10 to 15 but even from 2015 from 2010 to 2018 like that eight year span i feel like everything just flipped over to we only need to appease the group play online, and that's that. Like they did, yeah. it really lost. Well, I think I think it's games. that, and uh, we just or we just wanted to look really cool. I mean, there are definitely exceptions to that. Like, there's definitely been some great games that have come out recently. Um, but yeah, you're, I think you're right. Be a, a majority of, of games, I mean, like like he's with the whole online thing like i i played the crap out of the first few call of duties they were all single player games there was no multiplayer to them and they actually oh. had like quality campaigns to them 
Where I think Call of Duty is the worst offender. <laughs> Call of Duty's gotten horrible. Yeah, their their campaign think, now it'll last like two and a half hours. Doesn't even have a story mode. <laughs> it may not. I I don't know. I haven't I haven't bought or a Call an of Duty. option to buy it without it. Uh, yeah, I haven't either since uh, Modern Warfare two or three. Well, yeah, that was a lot later than that was a, that... a lot earlier than I quit. Yeah, <laughs> I think I quit it. Jeez, uh, what was the the one uh, right after Modern Warfare? three i think it was uh i can't even remember what it's called but it was the worst call of duty game i'd ever played and i See, stopped even, immediately after even that even to those ones i could kind of accept it right i could accept the idea that all right i get that you're just mainly designing this game for us to play with our buddies online but <laughs> the ones that were all the other games on the side excuse me like story player point of view games their whole campaigns like you said it used to be when you played a video game like say from 2010 it was not impossible that a single game, you playing this thing four to five hours a day, could take you a couple weeks to beat just because of the difficulty of it or the length of some of these campaigns, at the, oh, the yeah. storyline at least. And like you were saying, I feel like from 2010 on, you could get a game and beat that game the same day. And that was really Well, and, and uh, Well, a part of it, though, is a lot of them have uh, switched their, um, their format to uh, I release all, the whole game right now to i'm gonna release the core game right now and then give you or either give you or make you buy all these add-ons mm, so yeah let's so be they, real most of it out the re- yeah, most it. of it is yeah <laughs> most of them it is you're gonna buy it so they're, they're making you buy the rest of the game later it's yeah. like what the fuck yeah <laughs> i think ea really was up. the first the first one to start that with uh i think the first battlefield game or the second battlefield right. game. i don't remember but that they were the first ones to introduce the whole DLC thing, where you pay for two games to get one game. But yeah. right. I mean, I, I sort of understand it to an extent because I mean, it costs a lot of money to develop a game. And... Well, and sometimes you're getting uh, different sidelines too. Like I think Borderlands did a really good job with their DLCs because they were like really like they were still the game, but they were really different the stories. Right, and then um, the core game actually lasted though. Like right. whereas you have call of duty where you know you you buy the core game maybe (laughs) yeah you get like a couple hours of the campaign and then you know maybe they'll throw some zombies in there or something that would would last some significant time but other than that like the uh the multiplayer is just means it's rinse and repeat you're playing the same game over and over and over definitely yeah Yeah, there was um oh go ahead yeah, I was gonna say like, uh, that kind of stuff was fun, you know. When, and it's fun with, when you're with your friends and stuff. But like, I just I don't have the patience for it by myself anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of it too. Is that you know we got a lot more free time on our hands. We just didn't realize it. But the the idea of I remember particularly now this is going way back. No, this was PS2. This was PS2. But there was two different games that we owned at passing at one point in time that I wish we had held on to because I know for a fact that one of them ended up in the Hall of Fame for ps2 we sold it back to gamestop for 35 cents or whatever they uh, they gave us but the game was called um oh my goodness something like tale of time i remember it, it was, we we found it i mean you can it was made in germany now and so the whole game was in subtitles Okay. Yeah, it was, it, it was, that's why it didn't do well here is because it was, you know, the game was in subtitles and stuff, but the game itself was crazy as far as it expanded just, 
it was a very puzzle solving kind of game because what basically happens is you die right in the beginning of the game and you are on the other side you meet this thing that it gives you something to travel back in a time and to prevent your death so you only have so much time at each time period so you're trying to solve your death so for example someone hid in a tree when they killed you and you are in germany in the game so they were hiding in the tree so what does he have to do he ends up going back to 1674 when the tree was planted and prevent you have to find a way to prevent the tree from being planted but then that just led to a new way of the killer killing you so it was just this really like twisted mind game the whole time and there was you were always timed so time was running against you um you had to be careful not to run back into yourself when you were trying when you would run you know travel through time because then that would end the game um it was very tricky because the more you did the more places you were going to be in it was um for the for the time era that it came out i want to say it was like 2008 to me that was like one of the that game really got a hold of me because we never did beat it we never did beat that game, unfortunately. That, that sounds fun. Um, <laughs> that yeah, sounds like a good game. I cannot think the last time a game came out that you know, kind of encompassed some of that in there. I guess you know it's just yeah. Most of them lose my yeah. Most of them lose my interest. You know what I will say though is uh, I think Nintendo is doing pretty good. Like I got a Switch for Christmas, and every game nice. I've gotten on there so far, for the most part, has been had a lot of uh, either repeat value or it's just been good on a multiplayer level because it's games everybody see, can enjoy did you do you have the um like the mario haunted house one on there no i don't uh Luigi's no Mansion? no i Liam, don't have that yet <laughs> my son loves watching that just on youtube he watches these two guys go through the campaign and just play, yeah. <laughs> just playing that game as ghost hunters on there <laughs> but, no i don't have that one i got uh mario kart and smash brothers and a couple nice. other games well, and wrapping things up here a little bit, I have a question for both you guys. Just, again, off the wall kind of thing, bringing it back to politics a little bit. Are either of you guys going to watch the debate tomorrow night? No. No? Yeah, pro- probably not. I'll probably read a couple news articles on it afterwards. Yeah? Yeah. I'll probably watch the last couple ones um, because I already have like a good idea of like who I want in the least on that side of the primary because we already know Trump's getting the Republican nomination. So yeah, there's not no sense in even paying attention to that. I love how like news uh, outlets will go. Trump won this state. It's like no shit. The sky is also blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, but the um, the one that kind of I just seen it today that I was like I because we briefly talked about this last time Mike and I did we answered some questions on it. So, Mike, uh, we apparently got to eat some crow on this one a little bit. Um, we got to we got to what? Eat some crow a little on this one because <laughs> we both like so this person had no chance and apparently he's doing great now. Somehow they're now putting Bloomberg <laughs> at second place in the Bloomberg the, ain't gonna it. win jack diddly no. squat. But I'm telling you, nobody again, no nobody likes there. Bloomberg. You Bloomberg can... is only there to get money to run campaigns against Trump. Like that is the, his whole. His sole purpose for running for president. But you have to admit, I I mean, (laughs) the guy was sitting at like a seventh or eighth, something like that. Don't get me wrong. He's made some good progress. But yeah, but I mean, so many people have dropped out and he's probably gained a lot of that. That and a poll doesn't mean Jack Diddley squat. Think about about the percentage they gave Trump to beat Hillary last election. It was something Mm -hmm. like 98 per, you know, 98 to her, 2% to him. And he ended up winning. Really so yeah, it was it wow. was absolutely yeah. astronomical. Like there's 
those polls mean nothing in mm. my opinion the only thing that they mean is is for you to get out of the de- you know the debate stage that's pretty much it well that yeah. is the one thing yeah, that, that that's really it I know that, again, I think she was on there really early on and hasn't been invited back in a long time. But, again, bringing it back to the whole idea of the the Tulsi Gabbard thing, it's just weird that we kind of live in a day and age where <clears throat> giving a what I deem as kind of conservative or an independent view, which means it's it's a middle-of-the-road kind of answer, it doesn't really – you're not 100% on this side or 100% on that side, really just makes you the bad guy these days. And I and I, I that kind of bothers me. It's so weird that, like – People used to respect, like, both parties used to really like an independent or a conservative. They were right. like, oh, yeah, this person was, you know, whatever. But, like, now it seems a bit, I don't know, hateful in some ways. It's like, no, you're either 100% with us or, you are you know, you're not. And her being an example, even some of the stuff that happened with Bernie Sanders last year, and then to me it's still, in my opinion, kind of happening to him again. I think there's a push for it right now. Um, oh, yeah. It's uh, just they, very they're, weird. They're scared. Like, uh, the DNC is actually scared that he's going to win the nomination, and he probably is. And he realistically has the best chance at beating Trump, which is stupid, of the DNC. It's like, why wouldn't yeah. you try to put your best your best option forward? And it's like, I'm sorry. He ha- I think he had a better chance last time, but he's still their best chance this time. And if they can't see that, then, then they're Joe, done. But at, at the end of the, but Joe. at the end of the day... <laughs> We, we we have primaries so that hopefully the people are uh, picking who they want to go up against Trump. Um, but the numbers are suggesting it's either going to be Pete or Bernie. Yeah, what is the, um, and I don't know this off the top of my head, do either of you guys know what the rough population number of Michigan is? Because I just happened to see today. Uh, it was probably like, a little under 10 million. Yeah, and it was showing like registered voters. And I'm, I'm, almost dead positive that it said something like a little less than um five million or something like that were registered to vote so i was like that means that only half half of the 9.996 yep so that's the population but half i mean if that the population includes people that are not old enough to vote so you know here's the bigger thing though how many of those people are registered are actually going to go um that too that's highly unlikely that a lot of them will. Yeah, and here's the thing, man. Like, I don't care who you vote for. Go vote. Like, do it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, that's the big thing. Like, and I, last last time around on uh, election day, I went around and thanked everyone who voted. And, like, I actually had a couple people jump at me. They're like, they're like, go this candidate or go that candidate. I'm like, I'm, that's not what I'm doing here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're yeah, voting, voting. Just... Today's about voting. Today's not about it's about you voting for your candidate. It's not about you promoting your candidate. We've been doing that for the last X amount of months. <laughs> right. Yeah, you'd think for one day we could take a break. <laughs> Just yeah, that's, <laughs> to me, that's what Election Day is about, is taking is taking that break because now you have decided now is your time to go. Well, and I think, too, like with that last particular election, um, you know, they talk about the silent vote and all that happened, which for sure there was definitely a majority of the silent vote that came out, but I still think there's a lot of untapped silent vote going into this this uh twenty twenty election here. And I still think there oh, were absolutely. a lot of people even with the that came out and voted, there was still a ton that did not come out and vote. Um Absolutely. No, definitely but there were a lot of people who washed their hands. I I was one of them. I was guilty of being one of them who was like, I didn't pick either way. Part of that was just my age and then just honestly right. could not really make a choice 
Um, it was a tough one last time. I mean, you literally were picking between a turd sandwich and uh, <laughs> a douchebag. I mean, that's, <laughs> you got Hillary, yeah. who has at least had a political career, so she at least would know what she was doing, but she had so much fucking baggage. And then you got yeah. Trump, who's just freaking insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it makes it tricky, yeah, I mean, too. You, you did not have a good choice last time. Like, there was no good choice. Well, and I think, too, you know what bothers me? Especially, let's let's just elephant in the room. It is what it is. You know, with Trump being such a polarizing character, um, right. or whoever the president is, it doesn't matter who they are. It, it could be specifically anybody. Trump, but uh, it is Trump. He's right definitely now. polarizing. Yes. <laughs> um, my point is two two parts to this. One, does it not seem like just the most impossible, miserable job in some ways? Like putting this all on one person for forty eight years, doesn't it seem like a really big expectation? compared to what it used to be given their vast numbers and then the way that we one of our beauties of our country is being such a melting pot but that causes well, such i think a it's bigger now because you have such quick backlash compared to uh you know like 100 years ago for example because news <clears throat> was so slow back then and now everything's so fast and instant that we can react to everything in the tweets if we want to so, <laughs> so I, I think it is harder because you have to deal with all this shit, you know? I, that is I, true. <laughs> but, well, I just think, too, we're – and it's not bad that this has happened, but we are growing um, in population. You know, I I don't know what our population number was back in, say, 1920, but our population number right now in the United States is, I think, something like a little over 300 million, correct? Uh, give yeah, or take. It's, it's, somewhere yeah, 330 million or something like that. I'm willing to bet we were probably in the 165, 170 range in 1920. Now, that that probably could be totally wrong, but maybe just under 200 million. I, I can't see it being more than that in 1920. Let's My point see. is the diversity level was probably a lot less than what it is right now. Um, well, it's not just that, but your diversity level on who could vote is 106 million, by the way. <laughs> oh, it was 160 million? 106 million. So, um, wow, it's the wow. diversity of who can vote now too is so much greater than 1920 because now, yeah. uh, in, you know, people of color are allowed to vote, uh, mm-hmm. women are allowed to vote. Uh, you know, these are things that weren't allowed to vote then. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what I mean. You, that, I guess that's what I'm yeah. saying is that it almost seemed like an impossible job in some ways. Yeah, now, oh, definitely. Because no matter what happens, half the population <laughs> hates you and the other half. Is going to hate you eventually. It seems like that's probably Um, true. true. Yeah. So uh, I apologize, um, firstly, but uh, just out of curiosity, because Mm -hmm. well, we're talking about politics. What specifically is is a beef with the president (laughs) at the moment? Just to articulate it a little closer. Because you said he's crazy that you know uh, that he's polarizing. Oh, so, so the general the general beef is that he doesn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, but but seriously, he he will say anything. Like he he will he will say whatever he wants, regardless of consequence, whether it's true or not, and then fix it later. And. I don't really agree with that method. I'm more of a calculated action kind of person, uh, at least for my commander in chief. Like I want a person who's going to go in there, come in with a game plan and then publicly speak as opposed to I'm going to tweet off a tweet storm 
in you know at six thirty in the morning. Okay. Well, so I that's, think he makes himself fair. look like an ass, and and uh, you know regardless of all the other stuff, like that's my my biggest my biggest beef with him. Okay. I've always said I like I like Trump when he's scripted. <laughs> so, uh, just again, just out of curiosity, far as uh, if if that's that's the biggest beef, then do do we agree that the economy's in a better place since he took office than it was prior to him taking office? I think um, unemployment. You can say that for sure. Uh, the economy as a whole, though, I think has still some proving to do because it's like the stock market in general has just been up and down and up and down like drastically like huge swings since he's been in office and i don't know if that's an indicator of the economy as a whole um but i will say that the unemployment rate is down uh that is a plus for him so and i do think that that speaks to a potential strong economy but we'll see yeah, okay. I think this would. Sorry, to interrupt you, Mike. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. It, it, I think to that point of this is where it gets tricky for everybody. So I guess what I, I didn't quite to finish up my point back in the day, or, or back in the day, originally quite a few minutes ago when I was saying the the two parts about a president having an impossible job, but the second part being that we've lost sight in some ways of what is the positive so we get we can get too hung up on the person versus the Mm -hmm. result and that is tricky either way no matter what your stance republican democrat you know libertarian conservative independent any of those things obviously you're going to have different points of views if you're on either end of the spectrum of what you consider a positive result but if if there are general things that are happening that are a positive note i don't think it should be made a bad person if you're, say, a Democrat and you say, yeah, Trump's done some good things, it's like that's not allowed to be said. Um, right. Or, no, I definitely or, agree with that. Um, or if you're a Republican mean? and you look at Bernie Sanders, for instance, and you said, yeah, he's got a couple policies or things that I could see or support. Those are – it's like those are no-nos right now. You're not allowed to um, have those opinions. And, and I'm a – listen, I'm a big supporter of freedom of speech. I, I, I cannot stress this enough, even especially on the show – that when you when we start to shut down people in speech, bad things happen. First of all, that's a form of dictatorship and communism, in my opinion. But secondly, if somebody expresses an opinion that maybe uh, is perhaps, I, I, I would just I, I'm, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry, that's it's more of a fascism than it is fascism. Thank you. Yeah. Communism or yeah, yeah. So my point being though is that when an opinion is expressed. And let's say it's an uneducated opinion, not even on purpose. It just happened to be an uneducated opinion. When we are at least talking like this and having open, you know, as I've said in the past, having friendly discourse is not a bad thing, which we could say is currently what's happening. You know, no, I, I think I think it's a good thing. I I, I, I apologize. I, I know where, where you're, you're trying to go for it. the only the only thing is, is like for me, it's 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 hard. And, and I, I appreciate you, obviously. I, I think you and I would disagree on politics. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's something that I came into this thinking we were going to agree on. But far far as it being up and down, going to the to the stock market. So, like just before Trump got into office, the Dow, for instance, I'll, I'll use the Dow. It was at a little over sixteen grand, and and as of right now, it's at about twenty nine thousand. Now, even if it's been up and down a little bit. I mean that's 
that's darn close to you know a hundred percent increase. It's it's very hard for me to 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 see a negative in that. I guess even even if it was a little bit sketchy here and there. And if you look at if you look at the history of it, it up in 2018, December of 2018 was its low point for Trump, and it was at about 23,000. That's still a heck of a lot higher than it was when he came in. So for me, it's very hard to see a a, a downside on on far as if you want to use the stock market as a calculation for the uh, economy in general. Uh, it's I don't know. It's it's very hard for me to 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 see. I guess the opposite right. side for me. So for for someone to articulate particulars uh, that that they have with certain beefs, and trust me, I have my own beefs with with Trump. Um, they probably aren't the same as as yours, but uh, by no means am I saying like personally. I know that probably will receive flack for this. Um, but, uh, this coming year, I fully intend to vote for Trump, uh, just because I, I, I enjoy seeing the economy the way that it is. Uh, I, I enjoy the fact that more people than ever have had jobs, um, including whatever minority you want to include into that. Every single statistic in that aspect, we have, we all have more jobs. Like, so if the economy is like your sole reason uh, for judging a president, I don't like, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's actually um, like, you don't make bad points by any means. Uh, And it sounds like you have a lot of, um, I want to say valid reasons for wanting to support Trump or supporting Trump. You know, like if you're going to do that, do it. Because like my big thing is like, there's so many people that aren't represented because they're not out there voting. And I think like that's way like more important than like how what you personally believe, um, or even. Uh, sorry, I'm rambling a little bit. The, uh, <laughs> um, but just to kind of get back to what you were saying, uh, it it definitely um, you definitely want to look at it from a calculated view, like you are, and I think you are looking at it from a calculated view and you definitely make some good points on that aspect and i do like the way the economy is going and like if that's like i said your reason for voting for trump then that's a good reason yeah like i said it's nothing against anybody that that dislikes trump and i like i said i got my own beefs with him i i disagree on, right. on some of some of the things that he's has policies on can, and whatnot but because you can exactly you can say i like the way that this is going but here's nine other things that i don't like right and, and, and that's, that's, that's kind of perfectly valid yeah that's perfectly mm-hmm. valid you can you can like uh certain i guess results of of something but not in necessarily entirely enjoy the the reason for those results, but, and I, and I do agree with you. I think, I think Trump with the whole Twitter thing is probably a bit much. He tweets a bit much. Um, you yeah. know, when you, when you tweet, what is it, whatever it is, 20, 30 times a day, it's probably a little more than you should be. Um, but you know, it is what it and is. And I, I think, I think that's true. to me, that's, I think a lot of people see that as kind of like a, I don't know. Well, a, a break to the, the stereotypical. Least 
Yeah, it's 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 a nice. I think a lot of people see it, and then I'm not obviously I'm not speaking for everybody, but a lot of people see it as a nice break to what the standard politician is, which is a very uh, monotone. I get up and read off of a teleprompter, and um, you know, you you never really know what you're going to get from Trump. I think a lot of people enjoy that aspect of it, but. Right, and see, that's what scares me. I'm not going to lie. When with, with the 2016 election, uh, actually, I wasn't actually I wasn't actually registered to vote, so I didn't. Um, but I, I wouldn't have voted for Trump. Uh, I honestly, the way that I saw it going was, if Hillary got in, uh, we we're going to lose a whole bunch of our rights. Um, we were going to have all sorts of other problems, and then if Trump got in, we were going to start World War III. That's really honestly the way I saw it, but. Right. Uh, I, well, I was, I was never worried surprised. about. I was never worried about losing rights because, re- at least, uh, you know, Republicans had control and they kept control for the first two years, so you know, not nothing like that was ever going to get through. <laughs> and, um, you know, with Trump, kind of the same thing applies, even though it's still Republican control. People aren't crazy; they're not going to, you know, let him fly off the handle. If they can help it. Yeah, because there were people that were legitimately afraid when he won the election. (laughs) They were legitimately... I think a couple of people did actually move. It wasn't a mass majority, but there there were those that did move out of the country. (laughs) Particularly, you know, Hollywood stars and stuff. But Mike, I can't help but... I agree with you, but just play devil's advocate. So there has to be at least one if there is a person out there listening that's like screaming... At their, uh, their listening device. Right now. I, I hope not. I, I think I think well, a civil dialogue the, is a is a good job. thing. I think they're having a polite and, and correct honest conversation. No, 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 yeah. is, what I'm is saying is right. They have a question for you, or so I'm going to ask it. So okay. in case a listener was thinking this when you mentioned the job thing, now I'm playing devil's advocate to be clear. Okay. Go for it. But the point that's usually made on that, and this is definitely you know a running point of Bernie and pretty much anybody on the the Democratic side, which is just having a job does not. You know, the unemployment numbers, you know, unemployment is up, but having a job that doesn't... No, unemployment is down. Me, I'm sorry, unemployment being down. Yeah. So everybody having a job is good, but if that job doesn't help them pay the bills, then it's not actually... Well, actually, wages point. are up, too. Wages are up. I think it was a, a little <laughs> over 3%. Uh, well, what's median. 3% um, in the well, of inflation <laughs> over the 3% past? 3% if, you're, if you're making, you know, <laughs> so that, you're making that a huge makes difference. Me... That makes me wonder, though, how much of that is caused by uh, states raising their minimum wage. Uh, I, I don't... Uh, between now and then, a lot of states and a lot of counties have raised their minimum wages. That is we true. haven't done it on a federal level in, God, how long? The 40 plus years, I think it's been. I could be wrong on that, but... I don't remember what that was called. I, it's, been, it's been recent. It, it went up to like 725, I think five years ago, six years ago. So, it, and I... I, I I don't remember the exact uh, name for for the statistic. Um, I I don't remember. It may have been on the median income um, for like specific areas, right? I believe as a, a, a as a U.S. as a whole, uh, the Median income went up about a thousand dollars under Obama, if I'm not mistaken. And then under Trump, so far it's gone up. I believe, again, if I'm not mistaken, and I might be, but I believe it was somewhere around six thousand. Um, so 
it's very, I don't know. And, that, and that's if what you upsets wanna, me is if those numbers are accurate, you get, whether you're listening to the right or the left, you get two different things. You get on the right, what you're saying, Micah, or a little bit even more. Sometimes they blow it up a little more. Then if you're listening on the left, they say that, listen, we're worse off than we've ever been. So then that's when I get pissed. And I'm like, listen, one of you two are lying. And that's what, that's what bothers me. Somebody is lying somewhere. And whether you're t- taking statistics from somewhere in New York and comparing them to somewhere rural in Ohio, right? whatever's going on here, I don't know, but somebody's lying. You might be telling the truth in the way that you took the numbers and bent them, but then we as the people deserve just the honest truth. And to me, the fact that they can't expect us to make a uh, intelligent and articulate choice on that based well, off the yeah, information they is upsetting. Yeah, they, 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 and they flat out said that. I've, I've seen plenty of representatives basically say that the American people are too stupid to vote for the right person. And I think that's, that's an absolutely idiotic thing to say about the people that voted you into office. You know, like, oh, for sure. You've oh, got to be definitely. you've got to be stupid to condemn I, the people I really that feel voted like for you. They have gotten so blatant <laughs> about talking um, about people's ignorance. I mean, obviously, you know, at election time, they really play it up to us, right? Everything's about the people and the people and what they need, mm-hmm. our children and all this stuff, which are true things. But they only ever talk about those things when they need your election or they need your vote. Um, but as a whole, it really feels like. We're not at the top of the priority list, it, it, to me personally. Yeah, when you're, it you're not. I mean, it's it's really down to like personal power and and how much they can absorb or usurp from from the people. Like they don't. I don't. I don't honestly believe that ninety five. Maybe that's a little high. Ninety percent of politicians have the populace in mind when they decide to do what they're going to do. Well, I like, think it's, they it's do really, to an extent that is not relative to our real situations in my opinion i think on a national level you're you're definitely right because a lot of them kind of lose sight of uh what's going on on a local level and get so focused on the big national stage that Mm -hmm. they just forget what's going on now i think when you get down to a more local level uh you kind of see the flip of that happen and like this is one of the things i liked about like our current governor when she was on um i can't remember what news channel they were talking to, to her and she's like well, what do you think about what's going on with trump and she's like i don't care i'm here to focus on michigan it's like michigan's what matters and like we need more politicians with that mindset whether you agree with the things she's doing or not like that particular mindset is what we need more of it's like i need to yeah, focus on my town my city my district yeah i would agree I, and i think I think the the turnout for voting is is a big issue too. You like we need you mm-hmm. need to have at least 50% of the people that are registered to vote to vote even in in like local elections. Most people are like, "Oh, you know, I'm going to vote for the presidency," but they never go to any local event, you know, a local And your local elections. ones are way way more, more important, important than way more the president. The president yeah. does not affect your life that much. No. Like not really. Your 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 mayor, your governor, those are like the two big ones that really affect what's going on with you. Even your congressperson yeah. has a little bit more power than like the president because they're the ones that are writing the laws. The president's mm-hmm. approving them. Yeah. And and he's then, just signing and off. You have even like a step farther than that. Your city council member. Oh, sorry, Micah. No, I was to say you have like not even like twenty percent voter turnout or something like that. It's pretty freaking minuscule, mm-hmm. and that's on the high side. Like there's there's places where you I mean like in New York say for instance um, AOC got elected with what like sixty thousand votes out of a city that has like seven eight million people in it like I mean obviously the the district that she's in doesn't have that many people but it 
Right. It's just remarkable that you have so little, you know. Yeah, and then you wind up with someone there that doesn't actually have your interests. And now we're, yeah. and then that goes back to people getting riled up. And well, that's because you're poorly represented because people aren't voting. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. is a tricky thing too on the whole. <clears throat> how do we? De- how do we come to decide whose representation is more important? Right? Shouldn't it be equal? But then it's like it's impossible to e- be equal because of the way some of the laws are written. It's impossible to have a person say the three of us who all probably more than likely make within fifteen to twenty thousand dollars of each other as, mm-hmm. as a total income represent somebody who's making five to ten million a year. What are the comparisons to that? How do how do you, you can't in my opinion, you know, people get really upset about how there's different tax brackets and stuff. But in, in some uh, ways I, I yeah, I, I, I highly I do I disagree with the progressive tax system. I think no, I'm not saying that right correct. I, I'm I personally on board with a flat that. tax. Yes. Yeah, I think it makes I've more sense. It. It's easier to understand and Yeah. You know it they it, claim though. Yeah, it makes the most sense. It does. Then we're all, then everybody's equal. You know, whatever the percentage is, you're paying the same right. percentage as this guy. Yeah, this guy's putting out more dollars, but it's the same percentage. Yeah, and, and ultimately, <laughs> I think that would help the economy, to be honest. Because, I mean, when you, you end up. instant money back in your pocket. If we said, all right, we're going to get a tax but rate across the board, but anybody. Even for, like, huge businesses, like, there's, Correct. there are, they do cap how much they might do in business based on, on taxes. You know, like, they, mm-hmm. if they make. $10 million and then all of a sudden now they're going to be paying 60 cents on the dollar or more for every dollar they make over that. Why would, why put the extra effort into doing more business? It doesn't really, it doesn't make any sense for them. So if you put something like that on people, then you're going to ultimately you're hindering the economy. So if yeah. you just said, Hey, you know, whether you make $10 million or whether you make $10 billion, you're, you're going to pay this percentage out of the, the amount you make. That and isn't it makes a ton of sense. I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but isn't it Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren the one that was saying the two cent tax on like the billionaires and all that, and, like two cents to every one of their dollars would cover all of these issues? So again, if we were taking it back to just each of us paying our ten or fifteen percent, that should work out, even with them paying that. Now, granted, some of them are you know cutting corners and figure out ways around it to not have to pay taxes. Period. But the point being. Well, that's the big issue, and that's why, like, just a flat tax works, because then Correct. there's no loopholes. Yeah, Jeff Bezos paying his taxes then. They're not all worried <laughs> about Every, Everybody's paying their taxes. There's no... <laughs> and here's another thing. No one would have to guess what, if they did mess up and cheat on their taxes or whatever, they wouldn't have to guess the amount they have to pay the IRS. You would know. And the IRS plays a lot of games that way where you're uncertain mm-hmm. can be at times. I mean, yeah, but if, as long as you understand what, what tax bracket you're in and, and you understand where the, you know, where the cutoff is for each dollar and that, you can figure it out. It's not, it's not ridiculously complicated, but there's way more involved into it than there, than there would be in a, in a right. flat tax and it right. ultimately then you yeah you you'd have it's a lot easier for the average person to look at that and be like yeah it's a simple uh division problem to figure out what 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 he owed in taxes versus a progressive tax system and you got this billionaire and he paid x amount of dollars and then everyone's like well that's not very much and and you know it's <laughs> then you figure out well because of this tax system we have that's that's why but it Regardless. Well, I think everybody's biggest pushback to that flat tax rate thing, though, is that they said, well, then you're, you're eliminating the trickle-down effect where 
someone who doesn't have to pay pay it you know if he's making a lot of money and doesn't have to pay his taxes he can open another you know expand his business and create more jobs but well I mean, ultimately a flat tax in, rate if if if, if you're being 100 percent honest at least i'm being honest mm-hmm. um a flat tax rate would cost me more money i would end up paying in right really? it would actually yes it would actually cost me money right now i to be a hundred percent honest um it, pretty much anybody that makes under a certain amount of money is actually a burden on the government right so like you're um say with our we get child tax credit so mm. um without without going to too many specifics because i don't know I, I don't know if anybody's got a problem with that or whatever but <laughs> we're getting more money back than we paid into taxes so ultimately we cost other taxpayers money now if you have right, that but flat, the older you get the more it's gonna like that's gonna reverse you're gonna be paying more in uh, it, you know it I mean? won't you're gonna be if way less you stay in. under a certain amount of money no like if if you, the more money you make, the more they charge you. Yeah, but isn't it kind of setting you up for failure? Isn't that them programming you, controlling you to want to not be successful in life? If I mean, you, like, you might well, be, you might argue this. that, but I mean that's to yeah. Me, I mean, ultimately, yeah, like right. I said, I mean that that does put a hindrance on the economy when you mm-hmm. when you tell someone that oh hey we're only going to charge you twenty five cents per dollar up to ten million dollars. Obviously, I'm not using really fig, real figures, but. We're only going to charge you twenty five cents, and then every dollar you make over that, we're going to charge you sixty five cents. You know, yeah. are are you going to want to work for thirty five cents on the dollar? Probably not. Um, so yeah. it's, you know, th- there are there's definitely issues there. I mean, one could argue that you it'd be hard to figure out a, a flat rate percentage for everybody, but I feel like figuring out uh, figuring well, out the, other the progressive the tax system can... is ridiculous. Right, but there's other ways that the government can make money. I mean, like, uh, what was it before, like 1920 or something? We didn't have income tax. Yeah. So, and we survived just fine. (laughs) Yeah, I think because I know from 1920, I think they said 1900 on or 1910 on, there's a list you can look up, and there's something like 100, I want to say it's 105 or 110 different taxes that did not exist in 1900. Yeah, but a a lot of the, a lot of the programs that we have now never existed you know there's Correct. way, way more welfare programs than has ever existed and we have other departments that we've opened up and that kind of stuff well, no that it's not all bad it's, yeah that's the negative condensation bad, that goes with that there's conversation still, there's still um there's still ways to fund this like like we have tariffs we're getting money from we we provide aid uh to countries for money and weapons um and r&d and uh uh, well, just to give a few examples, I'm I'm drawing a blank on more. <laughs> no, that's but, there are. Yeah, there's, that's my there's thing. Definitely sure there's a way to draw off the budget. I, right. I wish, like, it, not to even. I don't even want to really say this, so we don't go into it. But not to get into the whole impeachment stuff and all those hearings. But I, I did watch a lot of them, and the one major takeaway that I took away that was upsetting to me the most that like nobody talked about was the whole foreign aid program. And again. Let me let me say this in the right you know context, which is we absolutely I'm fine with supporting and, and having relationships with our um, allies when they need it. But the amount of money that we're talking about that's being put into them yearly for it sounds like just their military is a little sometimes disconcerting on the fact that we have so much we have a lack of that going here. And to me, that that yeah. was a little upsetting. I mean, we've got we've got our lie. own problems. We've got people that believe it or oh, not yeah. are starving to death in this country 
and then we're sending billions of dollars to other countries every single year. Yeah, yeah it's, look at it's, it's a little look bit. Look at what's going on in California, and and this is there's no way this is all by accident. But the people that the amount of homeless people that are there, and the the drug overdose, the um, I'm sorry, the the drug uh, pandemic that's happening there. That's not to me. That's not by complete accident that this is just happening. Um, but it's just kind of funny that that's going on there, and you had somebody who represents that particular state was leading the charge in some other areas, and. To me, you can't take one evil and justify another evil. And that kind of feels like that's what's happening in politics all the time. And to me, I'm, I'm just, I'm tired of it. Whether you're right or you're left, if, if you're messing up, then you're messing up. And if you're messing up, you're messing up. Like, whether it doesn't matter our diplomat or our, our, uh, our political point of view, if we go to our job and we suck at our job, guess what? We get fired. So I wish it worked that way at my job. I've got I've got at least one person that I work with that I'd be like, hey, you could fire this guy and nobody would miss him because he slows everyone else up. Uh, within but, reason, uh, you get what I'm saying, that yeah, we yeah. usually are based on a performance of some sort. And it, I feel that this sh- the same should be held to them. And at the very least, they should at least be worried about it. And clearly they're not. Yeah, they're um, not, and that's because they, there's not really accountability because people don't – I mean, like, you have a civil duty to hold your representatives accountable, and most people right. either don't realize that or they, you know, they just think that other people will do it, and so they sit on their couch and watch TV, and they don't actually go and participate. Yeah. And that's, that's where – That's a huge point, yeah, too. Yeah, that's a like huge nobody problem. Nobody is – Nobody's writing their state representatives to tell them what's going on or, uh, you know, I actually wrote my representative the other day because I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, but so we, we recently passed uh, legislation to help lower our car insurance. Well, yeah, progressive I did, jacked my, I did see that progressive jacked my rates up 20% for no reason. Really, twenty percent. Check that because yeah. I have progressive. I need yeah, to check that. So, I'm actually. Sw- I, I think I'm switching to progressive right now. What's? what's I mean, so like seriously. I feel like it's preemptive because it's supposed to go into effect. I think at the end of this year, or was it the end of last year? Something. I like that. think it's uh, the like, middle of this year. I think they said like June or something, June or July, okay. something like that. So they they told me that they analyzed their costs and found that they are charging too little. That was what they told me. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? You know damn well that we're putting in legislation to lower the laws or to lower the bills. Um, and and you're jacking up the rates 20%. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They know exactly yeah. what Car insurance doing. is ridiculous so, in Michigan. That's why I actually, I'm going through a insurance broker. So he said if, uh, basically they, they also keep track of, of um, how much they charge you. So if they mm-hmm. increase the amount, um, I can't remember how how many times in a row uh, he said, but basically they'll keep track of it, and if they'll they'll search for you, and if they find another um, another insurance company that's going to offer you a lower rate, they'll give you a call and, and see if you know you'd like to switch. Um, but yeah, I, I we currently have USAA. I'm paying almost four hundred dollars a month for my car insurance oh, for three cars. Yeah. For for POPD, mind you, POPD, Jeez, three really? vehicles. Right. So I got a quote from them for Progressive for if I pay in full, it's going to cost me like two hundred twenty bucks a month. So how in the like to me, yeah. I, yeah. it just it blows I my mind the, the differences in car insurance. <laughs> yeah, because I, I have two if... vehicles and I pay three fifty. 
352 a month, I think, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but you're, pay, auto you're, you're paying full coverage on the one for sure. Are you paying that full coverage true. on the van partial too? partial on the van. Okay, so or maybe it's yeah, that's one of the two. when we but, were paying full co- we were paying full coverage on two vehicles. I was paying like three fifty, um, which I didn't think was ridiculous, but you know, almost four hundred dollars for three PLPD. I, I it just I don't know. It, it's it's ridiculous the amount of money that they charge you for insurance here in the state of Michigan. You go to Missouri when we lived in Missouri. My aunt and uncle they were paying what was it like six hundred dollars a year. Yeah, well, even myself, when I lived in Ohio, I had USAA at the time, and I had a townhouse, a brand new vehicle, and $20,000 worth of insurance and a few other things insured and, like, emergency stuff set up, and I paid a total of $127 a month for everything with full coverage. Wow. The day I moved to Michigan, just my car insurance alone went to 410 just on the car insurance. Yeah. So there are some major issues that way even going to the medical stuff like my wife's been getting the iron infusions because we're gonna be having brooklyn soon actually we're getting induced uh or she's getting induced thursday so yeah, speaking of which after this podcast i need to talk to you about the plans okay. on that all right no problem so <laughs> um but anyways my point being she's been getting these iron infusions okay so her doctor our our, our baby doctor so her OBGYN, which is not her primary physician recommended this blood infusion right she needed this she was like extremely low a month and a half ago and there was this big pushback on because her primary care did not recommend it. They didn't weren't even today. They were holding it off on her. They weren't even going to give it to her. They were, and it wasn't the people at the staff where she went. They they understood the situation. They wanted to help her, but whoever was on behind the scenes, like billing and all that, was like, well, if she doesn't go to get this, um, the recommendation from her current, you know, physician we are not going to do this and she has to have that in by Thursday. And we were like, well, we're having the baby Thursday. So to me, it's just frustrating when we pay all of this money, crazy amount of money and health insurance <laughs> that you cannot just, that, that doesn't seem like a me problem. You know what I mean? It, it, not to be rude, but it doesn't seem like that's my problem that your, you know, physician recommends you get this. So gives you the paperwork, but because you didn't go and follow up and get another doctor's appointment, which would just be in essence, somebody saying, yes, they need this going and getting it done. I don't know if there's been people who've been abusing the system that way or what the problem is, but it was, it's been a frustrating process and it's not the first time it's happened. She actually got turned away one time because of it. It's not like you're going for narcotics. No, you're not. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, I don't know. It's just it, to me, like I said, there are times when you know when we talk about how we need some healthcare refined, you know, being redone a little bit. I, I'm absolutely on board with that, especially when it comes to the outrageous prices that pharmaceutical companies charge for the same oh, exact. And, you know, we need to jack up the price though. on something by six hundred plus percent for no reason other than I want more profits. <laughs> there's a, there's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Jason, I know we've taken up more of your time than what I think we originally planned on, but I I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I know we. Excuse me, veered off from uh, Bitcoin and online currency a little bit. But uh, once again, if anybody wants to find you, they can find you at, um, I just, it just appeared on my, I had it right in front of my phone. <laughs> What's your uh, website? I'm sorry. Uh, you can find me at blogcoins.com or at the crypto campfire podcast.com um, and, or on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm around. Yeah, if you're part of our Facebook page, he's also on there. So mm-hmm. you can look him up and maybe uh, send him a message that way. Yeah, feel free. I'll answer any questions to the best of my ability. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I don't know if you got any other questions, Micah, before we wrap up here. Or... No, no. I think I'm think I'm good. Not one in the books. 
Oh, you know what I almost forgot, Micah, this episode? Uh, your little outro, keep it weird? No, no. Well, that too, but that's, that's the end. But I forgot, I, every single episode now since three has gotten Broners in there, and I'm not going to make sure. Well, now Broners not... is back in there. <laughs> it irritates him so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This episode was not sponsored uh, by Broners. <laughs> yeah. Jason is not associated with Broners. If you'd like more not information at, on uh, Broners. <laughs> I'm uh, only affiliated well, with the podcast. <laughs> no, uh, that is for sure. Mainly just William part of the podcast, too. Not so much yep. Mike himself. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, Jason, it was a pleasure having you on, and uh, we'll have to have you on some other time. Um, yeah, really appreciate Whenever you the conversation, more. too, far as uh, going into the politics and been able to have oh, that no, conversation I, even when we I, I enjoyed it you know it's, it's always refreshing to sit down and actually have a civil conversation rather than people yelling at each other <laughs> yeah for sure yeah that's, a, a, that's a definite that... problem in in today's society yeah, yeah it's definitely, definitely. <laughs> so well anyways as always uh stay curious and keep it weird <laughs> <laughs>